The Verging on Greatness, a podcast about films that verge on greatness, but mostly just wallow in mediocrity, with your hosts, Mike Porkfeld and Craig Cerventi. Yes, hot over here, Craig's hot, I'm hot. Hot, 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 hot. Everybody's hot. It's actually freezing cold here, but it's hot where Craig is. <laughs> it's summer here. <laughs> um, hi. Hello. Hi, listener. Anonymous, faceless listener. Um, my name's Mike. This is Craig. Hi, Craig. <laughs> Hi, Mike. This is a podcast where Craig and I uh, meet meet on uh, on the other side of the world um, and talk about a movie uh, that is verging on greatness, as the title of the podcast suggests, verging on greatness. Um, and man, we've—I I don't believe it's taken us. We've been going like fifty episodes, right? And I feel like this should have mm. been in the first ten. Um, it's 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 last action hero. You've all seen the title when you clicked on the podcast, but um, <laughs> I'm, 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 so I'm not dropping a spoiler here. Uh, and if you're following us on the socials, I mean, I usually drop hints oh, yeah. as to what we're yeah, going to be Craig's dropping. Been... I mean, I mean, anonymous social media person has been dropping hints. <laughs> yeah, our, our social <laughs> our social media our social media person has been has been teasing the shit out of this. Um, Let's call them Megan. Megan's yeah. been teasing the shit out of this. Thanks, Megan. So. Megan, can Thanks, you Megan. can you bring up can you bring up um, um, John McTiernan for me? We'll just we'll just just can we review that? I've done it. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Megan's done it. <laughs> um, so we are we're doing a John McTiernan movie. We're doing Last Action Hero, and man, this this is Whew. so I'd, I'd never I've never seen this movie before. Craig recommended this um, <laughs> movie. And I'd, I'd, um, and I, I cannot believe we haven't. I really cannot believe we haven't done this before. Now it is so, so, so close to being so. So a, first of all, a truly fantastic movie. And first of all, so it was probably one of the first films I suggested for the podcast. Really? And secondly, I still think we should rename this podcast. Craig makes Mike watch movies he's never seen before. <laughs> 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 that's yeah. That's probably as, as an apt title. I think I, I think I've made you watch maybe maybe one or two that you haven't seen. Before. Yeah, I think there's been one or two, and I've like I haven't seen that before. Rare. We can watch that. Yeah. Yeah. I can't remember what it was. It's yeah. much, you're much more likely to have been the been the one who has seen it already. <laughs> I've watched a lot of basic movies. That's, yeah, <laughs> that's true. So, um, so, and it's it's funny that we're doing we're doing last action hero. This wasn't planned, but we are doing it. And if you if you listen to our most recent episode, our most recent episode was Galaxy Quest, which is a um, is not verging on greatness. It is it is 100 great. That's one of my favorite movies. Uh, but we did that as a little bit of a uh, uh, both of our birthdays are in May, and so we've gotten into the habit of doing a, a birthday special where we just watch a great movie. We just watch a fantastic movie that we love and talk about it for an hour. Um, so we did Galaxy Quest, and yeah, that that's led into the Last Action Hero, which which is is, is essentially going for the same bit. It's, vibe. It's the yeah. same vibe where it's they're going for equal parts um, parody and homage. It's it's. Yeah. It's poking fun at the tropes, but also in it from a loving, from a place of love, and um, comes from a enjoyment. position of love. Yeah, um, I mean, everybody involved in this film is, is has got absolute action movie bona fides written all over them. Um, yeah, 
John, the Gruber and Peters, the producers, oh, Peters, uh, he, he, is, he, is a, he is a story worthy of telling in himself. Um, but um, Gruber's and Peters, um, John McTiernan, the director, uh, uh, Shane Black, one of the one of the credited writers on this is yeah. is um, both an action director in his own right and a writer. Um, he's responsible for the Lethal Weapon movies. That's, that's oh, wow. Shane Black. Yeah. So um, and and funnily enough, a lot of the parody in this actually isn't parody parodying Arnold Schwarzenegger films. It's parodying um, Lethal Weapon movies. Yeah. Right. Um, which is which is hilarious because uh, I think I think we can get we can unpack that. Because he, yeah, he doesn't actually make that many buddy. He tends to be the, he tends to be alone the lone hero. He's not so much of the buddy. The I buddy think later action. he is. I, I mean Arnold. Uh, he certainly he certainly does. Um, he well, does it, both. Like he does, he does he, the Danny DeVito. Of, he does the two Danny DeVito, which are a bit, a bit unique. They're not quite buddy, kind of odd. Not cu- quite. Odd, I guess they are odd couple. Yeah, and James uh, James Belushi in um, Red Heat. So he, yeah. he both oh, cameos oh, in this, and yeah, and then uh, later it would be the the it would be the established norm with an Arnie movie to pair him with someone who could do the comedy chops. So Arnie's the I guess the foil, and then you'd have the, mm. the you'd have the comedy. Um, come from somebody else and so arnie yeah anyway but uh arnold schwarzenegger is is in and of himself a force of nature and yeah. um and and nowhere is that more evident than this movie but uh, yeah, for, yeah. for a variety of reasons so where to start so how do you start well so i guess i guess context so it's 1993 um terminator 2 has just come out a year or so earlier a year or yeah. so early. arnold and is that's, that's the biggest in a string of huge movies for for arnie hugely successful back. arnold schwarzenegger Predator, movies, terminator yeah. one uh yeah conan uh commando yeah. raw deal red heat yeah. um good gosh um the two sci-fi ones uh uh, be, uh, F- total recall which is a personal favorite oh, yeah, um, yeah, and the running, running man, man. Uh, yeah the running man based uh incredibly loosely based on the stephen king uh, yeah. story yeah um but yeah, so you're Arnold Schwarzenegger. You are the biggest star in the world. Um, you've just come off T2, which is not only a monster, groundbreaking film in and of its own right, um, but is at the time the biggest box office busting film of all time. I could be wrong. Yeah. Um, um, but yeah, huge, huge hit. Um, and so you're Arnold Schwarzenegger. You're the highest paid actor in the world. And now you, you, you break your own record to become the highest paid actor in the world again to be in to, to star in Last Action Hero. And Shit, the movie really? opens a week after Jurassic Park. He he, he got paid he, like a record breaking sum to be in this movie? I think it was fifteen million was wow. his was his fee. So um, the, uh, he he was without a doubt, and he probably took a cut because he's credited as a, an executive producer. It was the first executive producer credit he gets as well. Um, Had he done okay, like Kindergarten Cop, Twins? Oh yeah, Twins. Kindergarten Cop and after twin. this, before before. Okay, so he's yeah. he's has been in. He has branched out. He has done comedy. He has, yeah, point. he has done comedy. Yeah, he but has done before, some comedy. But this is still before Jingle All the Way. Um, yes, um, this is Jingle All the Way is 96. Really, really badly. Yeah. 
So yeah, so he's he's not bad in comedy. Don't 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 just, don't take us wrong. It's funny, isn't it? But, he's not bad in Kindergarten Cop. No, he's great in Kindergarten Cop. It's um. It's just I I think this kind of unfortunately, hmm, but in Kindergarten Cop, comedy, he I mean. is. Yeah, he's. Yeah. I mean, um, Amy says that um, he's best when he's playing fish out of water. I don't know if that how true that is, but certainly in Kindergarten Cop, he is fish out of water. And certainly in Twins, with his comedy, he's fish out of water. Because um, Danny, you know, he's this, this yeah. person that doesn't exist in that reality. And he's being introduced to all these weird and wonderful things by his miscreant twin, Danny DeVito. Yeah. Um, that's the comedy. Um, so I think I think she's correct when it comes to Arnold Schwarzenegger comedy. He's best when he is fish out of water. Um, and in this movie, he doesn't... So part of the issue with this film, we can get to at the, uh, later, is... He doesn't become fish out of water until the the third act, mm. um, and it's it's all kind of a bit strange. So yeah. he's, I mean, when when you're making this movie, you're making this movie in 1993. You're making an homage to action movies. He is he is your number one, right? You will you will pay any amount of money to get to get Arnie in your movie. Without Arnie, it is just it's not the same movie. Although, this movie doesn't work. Yeah, yeah. Well, well. I, I mean, ironically, it's at the same time as Arnie is making this, Sylvester Stallone is making Demolition Man, which is a, a genuinely fantastic movie that mm. he is, to a degree, sending up the action hero tropes in the way that he, in the way that he interacts with Lenina and Lenina's, um, you know, her her idolization and 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 infatuation with 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 the, that kind of you know what is she the that 90s up, 80 up, that 80s the, 90s i'm trying to remember what she what the line is like blow up the bad guy with a with a grin. oh yeah that, that, happy that, go that, lucky yeah. blow up the bad guy she's, um yeah she's a, she's got yeah. a line and he kind of he kind of cuts her down he brings her down to earth but that's and it encapsulates that dynamic where it's Stallone is he's playing an action hero, but the movie knows, and it references him as a as a kind of an action hero of this era, in in the way that Lenina perceives him in the future, almost as an audience member who has watched him on screen and grown up with him. Mm. Where and he and he kills it. He is so good in that movie, where Arnie. He he just he lacks he just lacks doesn't. that he lacks that ability he lacks yeah. that acting chops he lacks that self um, that self awareness he has he um, has the opportunities because he's got to play he's got to play himself but it, it it never quite he he never quite lands from the moment Danny who was the kid from the moment he arrives in the movie that the whole point of his character as someone who who is an action hero who is being challenged with the the possibility that he is a fictional character that he is an action hero and it never quite lands that's the whole second act yeah as as danny trying to convince him and part of this is part of this is the script Oof. and it's not completely he, he keeps convincing com- him and keeps on trying to convince him all the way through yeah. to the second act yeah. and it's like holy hell he how pr- many times do we need to have this discussion about 
we're in a movie or him trying to get him to say a bad word yeah um, because yeah that's it right just that's... keeps going one, one of my notes in this is uh uh they won't um they won't quit it with the um the convinced jack that he's in a movie but um yeah we just keep we just keep going back to that well i wrote um, yeah i wrote down yeah that's 60 that's 60 minutes that's halfway halfway through the movie is the point where where um danny holds up it and holds up the notepad with a with a bad word and he tells him to say the word and he says i can't say that word and, and i danny can't say says, that word danny says yeah. i know why you can't say it it's because it's because this movie's pg rated so yep. so they've been they've been hammering away at that for half an hour half an hour He's, yep. there's been a I, freaking animated cat five you know five <laughs> minutes into the second act and then 25 minutes later they are they are still flogging that still horse. still flogging and, that horse and arnie, yep. is, arnie is still not he's still not selling it and and more important like in addition to that the kid has been self-narrating um danny has been self-narrating up until that point um as well and he's going on about like he has that the second game of chicken is between him and the car and he is he is going i am comedy psychic i yeah. can get killed yeah um and like he's like we're still having that like it's, it's as a bit it goes on really really long and i think one of the issues with this film is uh the editing and so they yeah i think i think uh and and unsurprisingly when you read about the productions of this film the film was finished uh, or the editing process took five weeks um and and that is for this kind of movie a very very short period of time uh and according to the trivia and wikipedia this was being there were there was stuff being filmed for this a week up until its premiere um so they were still shooting a week before this opened and Mm. i think I think that the the production of this film is fascinating because I think he had a lot of very very big egos in the room, mm. um, and and you had a lot of um, I think he had a, a really sweet story, a really a really a tidy little uh, story about a parody of action films um, that someone from the the really real world gets pulled into, and um, uh, then all of these egos get involved, and I, I think I, that's I, I mean that from from like Peters and Gruber, uh, John Peters, very famously um, a, a huge um, producer in Hollywood, who was uh, perhaps the most underqualified person ever to be a movie producer. He, he literally his only credit seems to be that he married Barbara Streisand, mm. um, and uh, you had all these people get involved. Um, Sony were absolutely gunning to make a big big splash in the cinema industry after having bought Columbia in the 80s um, so you had this a lot of egos in the room a lot of people wanting to make a lot of big money on this film and uh, and then Arnold Schwarzenegger getting you know fresh off Terminator 2 the guy craps gold um, and uh, yeah you wind up in this this huge mess of a film where um, you've got this legendary action director John McTiernan um, who is a very smart person who makes very smart films or can make very smart films um, doing what is ostensibly a satire or parody film mm. better suited to the talents of Mel Brooks um, than, uh, <laughs> than, than, than his, than his, uh, than his um, pedigree. And you wind up with this film that's just this huge, bloated, weird mess um, that could have done with a, a lot of red pen. And... Um, yeah, welcome to Last Action yeah. Hero, baby. Yeah, and I buckle think buckle up. <laughs> the the other, uh, while we're talking while we're talking about kind of the 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 context in which the movie was made, it it was released um, was one week after 
one Jurassic week Park? after Jurassic Park. Which yep. was biggest biggest movie of 93, surely. Biggest, um, one of the biggest movies of all time. Yeah. Uh, and I might point out, cost less money to make than Last Action Hero. Insane. Jurassic Park. That is bonkers. Jurassic Park cost 63 million to make and um directed by uh steven spielberg and uh last action hero cost 85 billion to make <laughs> and possibly possibly um uh it arrested the the upward trajectory of the director john mctiernan because mm. he um he had that he had that that absolutely three sweet punch he had um die hard predator uh not in this order but then um hunt for the red october Mm. Uh, and then he's got Medicine Man proving he can do more than just action movies, and then this, yeah. uh, and it's, he he more or less disappears after that point. Uh, he he manages to get himself arrested for wiretap fraud uh, in the in the um, early two thousands. Wow! Uh, but yeah, he, he after this, the, the next thing he comes back with is Die Hard with a Vengeance, and then you don't really see him again until the Thirteenth Warrior and the Thomas mm. Crown Affair in ninety nine. Like yeah, he. For 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 a guy who, who yeah, for a guy who should have been the biggest thing in cinema um, and should still be making absolute um, banger projects today, no, the guy's disappeared. So, yeah, it's so it's funny you mentioned um it's funny you mentioned Mel Brooks because that that's I actually had the same thought. I thought about Mel Brooks as well. It, it definitely veers into that sort of pure, zany, pure parody, zany space yeah, balls. You have, you have Blazing an animated cat airplane. in this movie. Yeah. 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 I mean, not even like they could get away with the animated cat. I think it's the the funeral and the, the nerve oh, with the nerve gas implanted <laughs> in someone's body. <laughs> and the guy's name is, is Leo Fart. the Fart. <laughs> that's that's I, that's I see only, no problem with this, Mike. Only Mel Brooks. <laughs> right you've you've you can't just throw this in in a movie that's trying to be as smart as this movie is trying to be that is that is mel brooks balls to the wall jam their transmission like just the stupidest fucking jokes that i could come up with i'm gonna throw in (laughs) and i'm gonna hope that some of it sticks but they they throw that in and amongst this movie that's being smart and trying to be smart and self-referential and and you know really really cleverly pieced together but then it just the second act just goes completely off the rails in terms of tone and, and arnie lands in a in a tar pit with some dinosaurs it's, so good right it's so so kind of so kind weird. kind of literally what happened in the real world where this movie landed in a tar pit with some dinosaurs Which, just standing and, around going and i can't like yes some some stuff's gone wrong in a lot of places along the trail here i can't help but feel that that editing for, like you said there there's a there's a really really good movie here and just yeah, there were some thousand just, percent just some some poor decisions made about what should have been kept and what should have been cut should have gone in order yeah. to achieve a consistent tone you've got the a real that that s- sequence with nick um the who was the kind of the cinema operator who was danny's friend there's a yeah. real kind of never-ending story 
element, element to, yeah. to Nick, his whole character and his whole vibe and the way he gives him the ticket and it was a gift from Houdini. And he's, he's yeah, I um, he's my note dra- at that point was literally um, Deus Ex Harry yeah. Houdini. Yeah, he's always um, been, he's he's been dressed as a slob, but somehow he's dressed suddenly he's dressed as a kind of proper bus boy um, for for no apparent reason, but just just that it creates this fantasy, this uh, yeah. uh, this never ending story type vibe. But then, but and then it veers into this weird other territory. It's such a it's it's such a shame because there are so many. If they just picked one movie to make, I thought actually let's 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 get rid of that. That doesn't. That's not the movie we're making. Which is what to refer back to Galaxy Quest. What I think they get so right with Galaxy Quest. Everybody knows. Everybody sticks to their lane. And, yeah, and, and everyone knows what movie they're making. Everyone yeah. understood the assignment, and I think I think there are elements of the script that understood exactly what they were doing and knew exactly what they were doing. Shane Black knows he's he's a smart filmmaker most of the time. Um, even even he understood what he was doing. That they kill someone with an ice cream cone um, <laughs> that gets embedded into the back of the head of a of a henchman, and Arnie turns well doesn't quite turn to the camera and said, "Ice that guy." A cone of phrase. <laughs> it's just like... And that's and I think that's the thing is I don't I don't know if they knew I think because they're making two movies right. You're making the last action hero, and then you're making Jack Slater four. But That's I don't. Right. I don't know if they knew more so than the last action hero. I think they didn't agree what Jack Slater four was going to be. Uh, yeah, Jack Slater four was too nutty, right? Or yeah, it needed to be, be more lethal. Comedy. Yeah, that's right. It needed to be more lethal weapon than yeah. than it was. Um, it needed to be that almost semi serious, and they they get it because uh, one of the guys goes, "I was two days from retirement," and then you hear the the saxophone play. It's like, yeah, yeah. they're clearly that's clearly what they're going for. Um, but they've they they, they kind of get lost in themselves in that moment. I think it's just really important to note, like uh, anyone who anyone who watches any movies or has more than just a casual interest in them, every film ever made has a thousand maybe not a thousand but a thousand creative people in a room all mm. of them very very good at what they do and that's almost universally true and every film you've ever seen everything that happens on the screen is well thought out and debated heavily before it winds up on mm. on in, in celluloid nothing virtually nothing happens by accident it's a it's a creative process designed to to merge art and and business and the result is cinema which is designed to put people in cinema cinemas with popcorn in their hands so very smart people making very creative choices and and trying to appeal to the broadest segment of the market at any one point that's that's movies Hmm. um and it's 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 fascinating it's absolutely fascinating when movies like this that have have absolute rock stars at the helm absolute power players just getting it so wrong on so many different ways yeah and yet somehow in spite despite of themselves they manage to crap out a little bit of genius as well like there's that yeah there's a bit where they're driving down and, and explaining the leo leo fart um plot where they're gonna you know there was a break in at the morgue and like nerve gas has gone missing and and then they get the line in about leo's gonna pass wind for the last time or one last time and meanwhile cars in the background because jack's jack arnold is just driving all over the place and just 
you know, entering the motorway, going the wrong way and, and doing all sorts of crazy shit. And his car is just crashing behind him because he's driving like a crazy person. Like that's funny, but it's in the wrong part of the film. Yeah. Like yeah. it, it needs to be in the real world part where he's driving crazy and there's just shit happening behind him. Because if he drove like that in a normal scenario, things would fall apart like that's not how things work in the real world yeah. and and they they go to such great lengths to show the result of crime in the real world so at, early in the film danny's danny is the victim to a home invasion and winds up at the police station and you've got this absolutely disinterested cop talking to danny about how they may or may not catch this guy um and then that's juxtaposed against the film version of, of the police station which looks like a um it's all it's all polished marble mm. and women walking around in latex um, police uniforms. It's, 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 it's fascinating. <laughs> Absolutely fascinating. Yeah. But um, I guess we should do it like a, as a, as a pricey, just, just for anybody who perhaps isn't that familiar with the movie. So you might know, you might know the premise and obviously we've talked about it's, it as a homage and, and parody of action movies. So, um, so Danny Madigan is a, is, a, is a young kid. He's a big fan of Arnold Schwarzenegger as, a, as an action hero. And it is actually Arnold Schwarzenegger. Um, Playing who a, plays a character called Jack character. Slater. The character is Jack Slater as his, his big action franchise. Um, and he's made three of these movies. There is a fourth one about to come out. Danny is a big fan. He skips school so that he can spend time at this theater, uh, which is run by a, a broken down theater that's run by a guy called Nick. And... Um, he, uh, you know, Nick gives him a magical ticket, and and the the um the first turning point, um, Danny is actually pulled into the movie through the screen, um, and he and he lands and he lands in the middle of this action sequence, this um in, in Jack Slater four, and then the second act is all Danny being involved in Jack Slater four and helping, trying to convince Jack slash Arnie that it is a movie and that he is yep. a character and not a real person um and 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 following through the the story that that we've seen the beginning of um where there is a uh, a, a bad guy called vivaldi and his um sidekick benedict played by charles dance and we will talk i'll talk about him we'll gush let's set aside at least five minutes at the end to gush about how amazing charles, charles dance. dances um so so they're the bad guys and jack's hunting them down but then the, uh, the they, there's a you know a, a bust that they've got to a, a crime that they have to um, avert that where there is a, a poisoning that is going to wipe out at a funeral that's going to wipe out all of the members of this crime family and it's going to leave a, a power vacuum for for the for Vivaldi to, to take over for Vivaldi um, yeah and then they manage to thwart that but um, in the process Benedict winds up with the a, this ticket and he finds his way into the real world and then Danny and Jack slash Arnie have to go and chase him into the real world to get to get him away so the 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 Jack Slater is set in in LA the real world is New York you get the really you know the the, the those two worlds um and very juxtaposed yeah the, the the two worlds are juxtaposed and they're, they're, they're perfect for perfect for comparing and contrasting the, the fake world and the, the the clean fake world and the grimy real world yeah um, and the, and and benedict finds that he can go into other movies as well and he is able to bring back the enemy the antagonist from 
the previous Jack Slater movie to try and to try and take down um, uh, uh, Jack. Jack in, Slater, yeah. The, so Tom Noonan plays the Ripper. Um, Tom Noonan is this this uh, fairly iconic looking guy who who ended yeah. up playing the villain in Manhunter, um, the '86 uh, Thomas Harris adaptation of the book. First yeah. appearance of uh, Hannibal Lecter. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, and. Uh, it, his ultimate end is that he could bring back dracula he could bring zombies out he could bring hitler back um he could do all these things by entering the films and bringing them out um and so that's and and more importantly he he quickly works out that in the real world in 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 a great scene works out that you can shoot a man and um there's no screaming uh there's no police sirens and seemingly no comeuppance or or um uh in in this world the bad guy can win um i had a i had a note about that uh so to prove a, to prove his point this this happens in the the, the third act uh, he shoots a mechanic who's somehow working at two in the morning um yeah. and uh and then is busy watching looking at his watch um uh, and <laughs> it's a great line he uh, he shoots this mechanic and then he he stands in the street and fires his gun a few more times and then says uh, you know loudly announces i've shot a man i wish to confess <laughs> and, and someone shouts at him shut up <laughs> just it's a great example of the the editing problem in this movie because that scene is brilliant so good why is yeah. it in the third act it stops the movie no. dead nothing yep. nothing is really happening in that scene it is exploratory it is investigatory yep. why is it happening in the third act it is far too late so that <laughs> at, at, at a wider level um the ho- and that's an example of the the whole problem with the the pacing of this um they get to the real world far too late this there should be yeah that needs to that be needs to be much the earlier in the piece that needs yeah. that, that has to be the midpoint it's far too late that whole time that they spend on on leo de fart and the nerve gas that of, they must have spent a lot of money on that action sequence they there's a, there's a hundred percent there's, there's a crane and it's, it's, it's definitely huge yeah and a helicopter it's definitely one of the more memorable parts of the film too like don't don't get us mm. wrong this movie is both a send-up of action films it is also an action film in and of its own right yeah and so it has this great rooftop sequence with a helicopter and and um a a, a funeral with with a hundred people all of whom seem to be packing all manner of heat yeah uh, and we wind up in this this action sequence where he's trying to get this body away from this this funeral because there's nerve gas uh, in the body that's going to pass wind for the last time um, silent but deadly um, and uh, yeah it's just fart choke after fart choke but um, that's right and yeah. there's the gag where every, yeah, everyone's packing all the old ladies have guns. all the old it's ladies and the nuns straight, and the out of the, straight out of the Mel Brooks playbook yep it 100% old, is old ladies with guns yep that's oh and uh if murray, murray abrams gets uh, gets iced by a cartoon cat <laughs> yeah that that so that <laughs> that whole sequence needs to go and and they need to get oh he killed mozart they, i kill a lot of people i forget their names <laughs> <laughs> one of the as one of the best self kind of referential lines is if murray abraham is is playing a, another cop called practice and Danny yep. tells Danny tells Jack he should look out for him. He killed Mozart. 
referencing <laughs> referencing Amadeus. Amadeus. It won eight Oscars. <laughs> <laughs> later on later on there's a joke about how he killed some guy called Mo Mozart. <laughs> Mozart, yeah. I kill a lot of people, I forget their names. <laughs> this is just after he's walked into the police station and and Sharon Stone and Robert Patrick have both Patrick been walking just... out. In the same and, scene. Yeah. In the same, the same shot. shot. <laughs> yeah. She's on one she's on one side dressed as the um uh, uh, the, the, pr- the protagonist basic slash the basic antagonist instinct, from Basic, basic instinct, instinct character yeah. and he's on the other she side. She walks the, out and lights a cigarette, presuming yeah. Presumingly just had done the interview where she where she flashes the the, the, the cops. Uh, and then Robert Patrick, before you've had time to actually recognize or register that Sharon Stone, it doesn't linger. Uh, yeah, you got Robert Patrick charged out as the T one thousand. So it's like, holy shit! There's another while we're while we're on that whole sequence because this is the very this is the first this is the, the kind of I mean the first scene in the the first scene in the movie world is there's a car chase and um, the the sidekick's house blows up. Um, Jack's, his Jack's, favorite second his cousin second cousin the sidekick's house blows up but then they back to the police station and back to the police station is where they really they it's the second act it's where you where you really live the world it's the scene that the movie was made for um and there's so much great stuff going on in that scene all of the women are in latex kind of outrageous yeah. outrageously revealing clothes yeah which doesn't get re- doesn't get referred to until later on um there's a there's a brilliant a, a brilliant the other thing i really like about the scene is in the background there is a cop handing there's a kind of boss handing oh out there's assignments. a yeah a desk sergeant handing out assignments and yeah it's all is pairing these odd couples together <laughs> uh, and, and it ends up with yeah there's a, a kind of a prissy woman who is paired with this animated cat who slaps her on yeah. the butt and there's a there's a like a uh german called Rausch. a teutonic looking guy paired with a rabbi <laughs> <laughs> and the rabbi when, when the assignments handed out goes oi vey <laughs> just oh, the shit. best the best background gag the whole, whole movie is worth that that one that one gag it's they they go back to that well again later in the film um, when um, when someone gets paired with the digitization of Humphrey Bogart. <laughs> <laughs> so to, it's like, I, yeah, okay. I watched, this, I, watched so, this, I watched this movie with my son and I had to explain to him what was going on, why I was in fits of laughter. But the, we've also the, we've, we've just totally skated past arguably the best bit of the whole fucking movie is danny is fantasizing in class about um arnold schwarzenegger being in how the addition of arnold schwarzenegger (laughs) will improve things and there's there's the famous bit with arnold starring in hamlet as hamlet um um, which which is so meta in and of itself because the the film they're watching is is uh hamlet starring um uh, what's Olivia, his name? Olivier. Uh, Lawrence Olivier. Uh, the school teacher is Lawrence Olivier's real world uh, widow. Um, really? Introduced? Yeah, introduced. Yeah, that's that. Uh, I forget her name, but that's that's Lawrence Olivier's wife. Oh, I didn't um, know. Who, and he had died a few years earlier. Um, and so she's she's out there talking about Lawrence Olivier. You might remember him from the Polaroid commercial, <laughs> or as Zeus. <laughs> 
<laughs> she could not be more venomous. It's so good. Um, and then and then there's this this bit with him and Hamlet going, <laughs> "Stay thy fair hand." Who said I was fair? <laughs> <laughs> Toby or not Toby, not Toby. <laughs> That is good. So You're, fucking good. That's, that's true. That is, that, that is those are the top two, <laughs> top two sequences in the movie. He's doing the the last poor Yorick. I knew him well, but he doesn't do the line. But he's got the skull, and in the background you can see some goons coming up to get him. And he turns around and scones one of them in the head with the skull. <laughs> I would. The first note I have is I would watch the fuck out of that hamlet movie i want arnie does hamlet that is that is what the world needs right now that will bring peace to the middle east that will end the war in ukraine that that is what the world needs that's that yeah. that and free electricity done <laughs> okay <laughs> so we talked about we talked about funny bits talked about casting um Arnold schwarzenegger uh talked about the the, the pacing at the end I so some of the things I think are wrong with this movie, um, and I'm sure you I'm sure you got a list as well. But I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna launch into this here. So we're talking about you just talked about the Hamlet piece, which is is a, a lead in for me because I, I I was interested in the so some of the characters character of Danny. You mentioned that he's so he's involved in a in a robbery and yeah. um a, a domestic a domestic a home invasion. And the, the home invasion the the, the, yeah. the burglar gives him a chance so this is about 15 minutes so the burglar gives him a chance a chance to, 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 him, to right, take the knife to fight. Yeah. and he is he actually and this is after the hamlet scene and he has a hamlet moment essentially where he stares and he gets caught in indecision yeah and that's he even says it don't 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 um don't talk about it just just uh get, kill him already yeah and then the very next scene is him being given that moment and he doesn't yeah. take it yeah. so they establish they establish danny that's his that's his dramatic flaw that's his problem that he has to overcome and then it's never ref- well no it's referred to one more time in the second act where he has a chance to he has a chance to shoot practice yeah he gets um, he gets two goes at it too yeah but he, he he doesn't he doesn't take it and then it never comes up again it, oh it kind of comes up at the end because i clearly you and i are on the same page because the note that i made was uh kid pulls so at the very end in the third act um uh there's a arnold schwarzenegger has an in in universe daughter um called meredith slash whitney played by bridget um i forget yeah. her last name i want to uh, get but, onto, i want to get onto her as well yeah but there's a, there's a neat bit where where the, his daughter is introduced in, um, bridget and bridget wilson sampras um and yes. she she gets attacked in the house and she starts screaming like um like, like uh women in these films are meant to but then proceeds to kick the shit out of this guy yeah. who's who's attacking her and she screams like she's the victim all the way through that sequence <laughs> where she is absolutely yeah. destroying this guy and then um which is i i think is just so funny um but then um but then later the kid pulls the same trick he 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 goes he he goes all whimpery and like you know beaten dog so that um 
Benedict will leave him alone and, and focus on Arnie. And as soon as his attention is diverted, he stops the act. Um, so he pulls the Whitney trick, um, but he doesn't actually have that moment of indecision. So he's already... Yeah. The, the second time this happens with practice, he, he has the key from earlier in the, in the movie where he let himself out after the home invasion. He gets himself out of the handcuffs and he pulls a gun out of the back of the pants and tells the villain off for, um, uh, for, for making a film mistake of you know, eulogizing instead of just killing the hero um, and then uh, is then caught again. So and then they're both in handcuffs now. And yep. it's like, oh, my God. Um, so you're right. Um, the note I made is he never resolves that indecision. He, no. he is never then put in a situation to to get out of. Yeah, where he has to where he has to take an action. Well, take decisive. But, but he, he, I mean, he does at the the end. He he tossed. Does he I forget it exactly now? Does he toss the gun to Arnie to shoot Benedict in the eye? He's yep. involved in that somehow. But there's no that they don't give you that shot that tells him tells you. He is experiencing indecision now, but he's going to take action. He just goes straight and takes the action. And that's, that's where right. I think, that's the, I mean, and this is an editing thing, and it's amazing to, to think that. So there are shots like that that are missing, that, that, that are pointing out the points in the story. And you mentioned Bridget, and Bridget's another one. So that scene where she is, where she is bashing the guy and she is making the victim noises, yep. she, that's, she is... She's accomplishing something with that. She is overcoming the guy that's attacking her. But anybody listening thinks she's getting the shit kicked out of her. Do we see anybody listening to her? No. It just needs one shot and that scene makes perfect sense. And it's funny and and we understand what Bridget does as a character. she She is tough and she is also smart. Yeah. But they don't give 100%. you that. They don't give you that shot. They don't give you that shot of yeah, the guys standing because... outside, looking at each other, going, "Oh, he's really giving it to her." Oh, he's giving you... it to they her. Don't yeah. Give... They don't give you that. No. There's just no. They don't give you that stuff missing. There's, it's, yeah. it's And it's. I'm not going to say it's lazy, but it's. It's just the the. the it's short sighted. Yeah, it's the, the, just. Yeah. Nobody thought. Oh, this is the this is the shot we need to make sure that what is happening here, is clear. Makes sense. Is and clear. Hundred percent. Yeah, and that's yeah. that's and what's that's one of the one of the big mistakes, one of the big problems. It's got the it's got the elements that you need for a story, but that there's just it's just a little bit sloppy here and there when it doesn't tie these things together. And, and, and fascinatingly, like I've just finished watching um, the new Predator movie uh, called okay. Prey, and um, which is on Disney Plus or Hulu, depending on where you're watching this, listening to this in the world and that is that is a solid solid movie um and one of the things i really like about it is the setup so you introduce characters who are aware of their environment and Mm. they learn and Mm. so they are introduced to a thing they observe the thing they then anticipate the thing yeah and it's this it's this beautiful setup where you, where you introduce the knife that can cut the glass and then later you see the glass and they have the knife and they've seen that the knife can cut the glass. I mean, this isn't, this is just a no, dumb yeah, example, I, I get you. but then they cut the glass and it's like, ah, they learned something. 
they they retained that information they used that information and that that's prey that that the, the the filmmaking is so basic it's so by the numbers um but it's so good because you set up all of these little things and then the character does them yeah. they learn and it's that's one of the things missing from the it's so satisfying, satisfying because you watch audience. it yeah oh yeah 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 do the thing with the thing um and uh and and that's missing completely from this yeah yeah um, there's no payoff um, yeah. And then frustratingly, just to just just to talk about character arcs, like the Danny character arc, I don't know if you've made the same note, but Arnold has his own little character arc in the film where the Jack mm. Slater character at the beginning of the film loses his son to to the Ripper character. Um, and uh, later, the situation is is mirrored exactly. So you have the Ripper character played by Tom Noonan um come back from the cinema is brought back to life or brought into the real world and then he's on the rooftop with jack slater and danny and uh danny goes over the edge and um jack is in the situation where he has to rescue danny and so the way that he handled the situation the first time around just by shooting the ripper um it gets his son killed yeah he does frustratingly nothing is learned the character doesn't <laughs> learn i don't know how that's meant to resolve itself but that's yeah. not my problem that's the filmmaker problem so they needed to put that situation in so so he could both save the kid save the cat and get the bad guy and they don't do it yeah. um and, and 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 in the end it's pure blind dumb luck that danny survives the encounter yeah um, exactly. he, he manages to rescue he manages to grab something and jack is then given the opportunity to to save him in the most movie movie fashion possible but yeah completely missed the point completely missed the opportunity it's frustrating and it's bits like that so can i can i talk a bit about to, to build on that point about the absolutely about not the sun. <laughs> um so i i i didn't i didn't note that down although i think that's completely correct what i think but I, I don't know if there's a way to resolve that in the movie but i think the problem is further back than that and the problem is and this is the problem i have with this with this movie at a at a kind of you know overall is I, it does it doesn't quite commit to what it is to what it is building in these two worlds and there's examples on both sides the world in jack slater jack slater 3 there is no way the sun dies at the end of jack slater 3 that is that is not true to that movie and no yeah absolutely not no action movie does the hero's son die die at the end end of the third act that is he dies he dies at the end of the second act he he may die die at the beginning in a in a very very grim you know a gritty a gritty action movie his son may die in in early early to give him or or off or off camera at the beginning so you come into it Yep. certainly not at the climax what a hollow victory climax. no yep. no big action movie is going to end with the sun dying and for some reason and it's it's done in a it's done in a backwards ass way because you don't see you don't see the end when we as the audience are watching it with danny at the start the the the, the, the something goes wrong with the with the real and he has to go up and tell Nick that something's gone wrong with the wheel. Oh, the Danny, focus is gone. Yeah, Danny knows what's happened because he's seen this movie a lot. We don't know that's how the movie ends. We don't find that out until about halfway through Last Action Hero, when that's we right. find out in the world of Jack Slater Four that he has that the son has actually died. 
Yeah, Meredith Meredith tells the audience, yeah. spells it out to the audience. But but also Jack has several weird flashback sequences, so he's clearly suffering from you know PTSD yeah. of the situation, um, and it's just it's bizarre. It's Which, it's it's yeah. truly odd. It's truly odd. It 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 doesn't hold up, and the the reason that's the reason they can't pay it off is because there's no that doesn't that doesn't exist in that world. It doesn't track. Yeah. Um, uh, and likewise in the real world, in the scene in the theater, so the so the the climax plays out at the premiere of Jack Slater Four in the real world, where yeah. Arnold Schwarzenegger, the actor, Along, is in it is in the attendance. Actor is there. He is there. along with his his then real life wife Maria Shriver. Yes, he is there, and and he's and he's playing himself, and he's setting himself up, and that's all fine. But the so Jack Slater is there, and he's he's you know he's trying to find out what Benedict is up to, but while while avoiding his actual while avoiding you know Arnold Schwarzenegger, yeah, who's playing him. They go out. They they go out into the audience that is settling down, getting ready to watch the movie. He sees the Ripper in the audience. He shoots at him, and then he is tackled by, by Arnold Schwarzenegger. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah. In no real world world does Arnold Schwarzenegger, the actor, pull a big action move. No. He's a fucking actor. He's yeah. he sits like broccoli going <laughs> what am i seeing i don't know what to do this is weird why is he tackling jack slater he doesn't do shit he is exactly in, in this world he is an actor he doesn't one of do, one of he, one of his minders or one of his yeah. bodyguards might have he wouldn't even yeah. he wouldn't even do that stunt in the movie his stunt double no. would do that that this is it's not it's not true to the world he needs it's not to, consistent yeah he needs to sit there like a chump because he is arnold schwarzenegger the actor not the action star jack Slater which is, which is funny star. because um in the movie uh scott pilgrim versus the world uh there's a whole bit about um chris evans turns up playing a, a douchey skater and possibly one of the best cameos of all time but um the character scott pilgrim gets into a fight with chris evans who plays a, an action star in the film but he gets into a fight with the entire stunt team for chris evans um so there's like 11 of them and it's like and the joke is um i'm nothing and he, and you got to imagine chris evans doing this douche this douche bro uh voice i'm nothing without my stunt team and um and it's all these guys that kind of look like chris evans with the same stupid chin strap um uh, beard goatee thing and like that's that's missing here like that would have been yeah. fun which like, is all to have aren't yeah to have franco colombo who is arnold's uh in film often mm. body double turn up uh like he's referenced in this it's a, a franco colombo film yeah uh but he needs to turn up and tackle um yeah. uh and tackle uh uh, uh in world uh, jack slater uh, because that's that's the joke um, which is a, and which is and it's a mel it's a mel brooks gag from space it's a mel brooks they, gag. yeah they catch the, where they, they where they catch capture the stunt, stunt team yeah. <laughs> dude with a mustache with a with a heavy mustache and a stogie <laughs> you got their stunt doubles oh man go back and listen to our Spaceballs episode if you haven't it's a it's a treat 
That's a gem. So yeah, this this movie is is so weird, but so great. Like there's so much going on that's so fantastic, um, and there's so much like self-referential in jokes that if you have mm. any love of Hollywood or cinema, um, th- this this um, movie takes up a chunk of the book Hit and Run, which is a which is a story about um, uh, Peters and Gruber and how they they took Sony for a ride in the nineties um i'm i'm desperate to read it um but it 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 features in this um it's a fascinating story about how they they were making the biggest movie in the world so much so that they they painted the name last action hero on the side of a fucking nasa rocket that went to space as part of the marketing for this film yeah and it's it's one of those movies that does it does all the things i love with a summer blockbuster it's got the video game tie-in it's got the soundtrack it's got a, a song written by ACDC called Big Gun. Yeah. Um, it, Arnold turns up in the music video for the for the song Big Gun. Um, it's got video game tie-ins. It's got novelization. It's got fucking last action hero plastered on everything. It's it's one of the last films to do that in mm. in the in the truly old school Hollywood, you know, plaster mar- merchandising all over it way. Yeah. Um, and it and it it it's it pulls up so short and it's not far away it's not like it it's it's not like it it, it missed it by a mile it missed it by this much even yeah um, even the comedy that's not self-referential there's some really fun fun writing i wrote one down which is like a, it's like a variation of who's on first where um it's when it's again it's in that it's in that um the police station scene at the beginning of the second act where uh danny's trying to explain oh, how, how he, he got how there. he knows this information <laughs> he said oh I know that. I know that. It's from, it's Jack Slater one, and he says, "Have you said anything about winning?" Says, no, it's no. I mean the first Jack Slater. You mean Jack? Your dad's dad? in this. <laughs> I like I like how they um when Jack Daddy works out very quick that movie logic applies, and so he he goes. I fell into his car from a, from a walkover bridge and they're both all oh, that tracks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, yeah, of course that tracks. Like there's, there's that kind of comedy in the, in the film to be had. Yeah. Um, and, uh, I like the, I like that Danny points out that there are no regular women in the film. Yeah. It's all just supermodels. He says it to Angie Everhart, a supermodel. Who <laughs> was working in a video store. Who was working in a video store and then turns around to have a chat to, um, I think her name is Bobby Brown, who's most famous for being in the Sweet Cherry Pie music video as the, as like one of the 80s video vixens. So the, the woman that Arnie gets the number for um, is Bobby Brown, who is, who is just famous for being in a red bustier top yeah. in, in the 80s. Um, fascinating fascinating film and like the other thing i um i talked about this uh, off air um but I, I, i'll bring it up again now because why not you said earlier that they failed to to um to stick to the conventions of the world that they were creating um so or, or like that you would never kill jack slater's son and at, at the climax of the third film that's just not what would happen um they fail to capitalize on the irony one-liners um and <laughs> uh and like he does he has a couple which is like they tried to make big mistake um a one-liner 
Um, but they also tried to make that he, when he kills, when he finally kills Benedict at the end, he goes, "No sequel for you," and uh, and and shoots him, and his head explodes. But like when he kills the Ripper, there is with the electricity. Like f- why the first way he killed the Ripper was perfect. He just shoots him, and he and he dies. Um, but in this one, like I just feel like they missed the opportunity to get some good, well, good slash bad Arnie puns. Uh, and like um so I, I wrote some for them i'm pretty sure they wrote them themselves so I, I i got i got um uh your performance was electric um <laughs> um uh, i like i also got you've just got no spark um <laughs> here's a shock um and uh you're such a turn off um and uh and then finally lights out um oh. but yeah <laughs> So, so much to choose from. <laughs> I, I, I like your performance was electric. I loved you in Jack Slater three. Your performance was electric. <laughs> John, John McTiernan, if you're, if you're listening, if you, if you got any movies, I, I missed out. Any movies um, coming out. Craig's available. <laughs> I missed out because uh, I live in London and um, he's actually there's a there's a movie there's an action movie festival happening or just happened here in London right now and they had two movie screenings one of Die Hard and one of Predator where John McTiernan was at and he would do a live oh, wow. Q&A after the film um, I tried to convince my wife Amy that we wanted to go but one of <laughs> one of one of them was at 930 in the morning and on a Saturday and Amy was like that's not gonna happen tough sell so tough sell hard sell she really liked i watched this with her um for the first time she didn't hate it um but she was frustrated with it too but you know what i I don't i don't hate it it's no it's it's one of those it's one of those frustrating films for me there's another one um very similar vein about the same time called the adventures of ford fairlane that i don't hate Mm. but it's i'll probably make us watch it watch it for this at some point but um, I don't hate it, but at the same time, it's just infinitely frustrating because there is an absolute cracker film, absolute gem, waiting to be in this in this this confuddled mess. That uh, are just a few. Th- I think this would have been so close to being an absolute landmark yeah. film. They just missed the mark. I watched, just. I watched this with my son, who's just turned ten. The oh yeah, the scene the scene where Charles dances Benedict is investigating the real world, and a, a, a New York prostitute comes up to him was quite <laughs> quite awkward. Probably one of the most realistic depictions of a prostitute on screen ever. Um, just 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 someone who was like uh, certainly in New York at this time period, just someone who was literally down on their luck and is is desperate and like and and that's how it's um, that's how it's um that's how it's presented not not um pretty woman or anything just like someone who is struggling and it's like and charles dance even goes how old are you um and you're not sure if he's asking because she's too old or if she's too young and it's just (laughs) like it's just like okay that's that's really depressing but uh, but we're fucking com- on the nose we're coming up on an hour this is a good as good a time as any i do have a couple of other things on this movie but this is as good a time as any to just acknowledge how how really outstanding charles dances and oh my god he completely walks away from this with his integrity intact <laughs> he is so watchable he, he lights he up the screen ooze the scenery yeah. he is just stripping chunks of it every every scene flossing. he is in he, but he's, but oh. he's he he knows his assignment he yeah is, he got he, he got the memo he got yeah, the memo he, he, and he yeah. thrashes it. He does so yeah. well. 
He's he is so delicious. And even and even and this is one of my one of my two last two last things I want to raise on this. Even with a character who has no objective as an antagonist, yep. he has nothing no he is trying to achieve. All he is trying to do for the for the most of the time we see him, his objective is to get away from Vivaldi. He doesn't like his boss. Yep. Um, just before just before the beginning of the third act, when he goes into the real world, he shoot, he shoots his boss. And he gets he right. essentially achieves achieves what he's been wanting to achieve for the whole movie. He's away from his boss, and then he's in the real world. But then it's the third act, and he has no idea what he's doing. Yep. It's the third act, and your antagonist doesn't know what he's trying to achieve. And is and is is introducing a third act or a last minute um, play. Uh, he's yeah. inventing a new agenda at the last yeah. act. Like he's making yeah. it up as he goes along. He's making learning, it up as he goes learning along. about the world and deciding what he wants to do now that he's in it which you would fix if you moved all of that back to the middle of the oh, second yeah. act yeah dial that dial that back you can do that dial in the that tech, right back you can do that in the second half of the second act and then your third yep. act becomes oh okay and now i know what i want to do now i mean I, I, far be it for me to tell shane black and john mctiernan who are, who are actually very good at what they do how to fix their movie or William Goldman, who, who apparently had a hand in the script. He got paid a million dollars to do a script rewrite. And Carrie Fisher um, and hey. Zach Penn. Hey, um, I don't want to tell them how to do their job, but at the same time, like, holy shit, get to the and, fantasy world and, quicker. And yet and, here we are. <laughs> and yet here we are, frustrated about a film that came out in 1993. Um, oh, and it's just... And and there's there's even there's even more. Um, uh, I mean, I, uh, we've we've just ticked over an hour, so uh, I mean, we we fuck it, let's we, go. We got we got to watch our time. Whitney, where does Whitney oh. go? Yeah, what why happens to her? Why introduce her? All she does is show up with some fresh clothes, and that's her only other contribution to the movie, apart from the. Oh, she, I mean, scene she's at the she's obviously the eye candy, which is. Um, but this film is 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 absolutely loaded with eye candy. Yeah. Um, you also have um, Mercedes Rule, um, who just came off uh, uh, the Fisher King, got an Academy Award nomination for the Fisher King. She's in this as Danny's mum. She's wasted, yeah, um, completely wasted, completely wasted. Not to mention Ian fucking McKellen turning up as death. Oh, um, that, yeah, so that's, at that point, at that point, the script's really gone off the rails, hasn't it? In the third act, it has. The ticket, I mean, the ticket floats down in front of the cinema that happens to be. Playing. Why wouldn't you just ratchet it up at that point and turn the, the dial up a, to eleven? It's a, it's a Grisha, It's the seventh. It's the seventh, seventh seal. seal. Thank you. Yeah, the Ing, Ingmar Bergman uh, classic Ingmar Bergman, seventh seal. Yeah, and um, yeah. so Ian, Ian McKellen. I forget who plays who plays Death in the actual movie. But oh, I can't Callum, remember. A, a, a Swedish Callum actor, I think. Plays yeah. plays them in the in, in the the last action hero version. And, but um, I have comes in I have just, issues. Just, I have issue? issues. My issue is now in the real world, you have a real corporal presence of Death just wandering around, <laughs> <laughs> deciding that cops now have to die of lung cancer. Um, it's just. Um, it's just like okay so that's the world we live in now cool (laughs) also also so jack slater goes back to the film world at the end of the movie because the the he is shot by benedict um in in the climax of the film with with a chest wound which would be fatal for anyone else and danny rightly points out we need to get him back and every time danny pulls out a gun people just run away screaming um which he does at least twice um he 
um, he rightly points out that we need to get him back to the movie world where this is just a flesh wound. And so yeah. they, they get him back to the cinema. Uh, Death tells him he's not so bright because there's another half to that ticket. Uh, so they go, they're literally in a cinema called Pandora. And um, the first note I made in this film was uh, the cinema is called Pandora, huh? I wonder if they open a box. And that's literally what they yeah. do. <laughs> he smashes open a ticket box to get uh, the golden ticket. Um, very, very Willy Wonka. Goes back, gets the cinema working, um, puts um, puts Arnold back into the movie theater, into the movie. And then he is immediately seen to by a doctor who goes, what is this? I'd barely call this a flesh wound, uh, <laughs> which is great. Um, and then they have a little heart to heart moment. And then finally, Arnie is back in his cinema world. But now Jack Slater is self-aware mm. in a way that mm. breaks the Jack Slater movie. Like, how yeah. does that work? Like, what happens when the projector turns off? Do they come to life in the DVD? Like, yeah. how does that work? Um, I think there's there's issues here. Um, and there's, there's, there's a whole other dimension about, like, what becomes of imaginary realms. It's very never-ending story. Yeah. Like, does it live on in your memory? Like, what happens exactly yeah there's problems um th this is not a happy ending it's death is just wandering around now <laughs> he's coming for you danny <laughs> and yeah mum, and death knows and who danny too. is he doesn't do fiction you are fictional pal <laughs> <laughs> anyway I, I, I think this is a, a very, very fun movie. It's very, very frustrating. Um, and it's so much it's so much better than it needed to be. Um, but it's not it's not cohesive. The pace is all wrong. The 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 the, the turning points are messed up. It needs a good fifteen minutes cut out of it. And um, the in, editing is an absolute nightmare. In what in what way is he the last action hero? He isn't. Well, kind of. The title he was. Make any sense. No, but at the same time, like, um, I think, I think you make. Funnily enough, I think you make this movie now with Arnold Schwarzenegger, and this is Oof. a different film. Oof. Yeah, uh, I think that's now that's... you've got the last action <laughs> hero. Yeah, um, and and like I think I think there's something to be said about that. And I, I was saying that Amy something um, kind of Blade Runner, Blade Runner twenty. Yeah. Yeah. Blade Runner 2040, 20, uh, 2030, mm. whatever it is, 2039. Good movie. Um, yeah, I think this movie is just a little bit frustrating. One, it's a little hit, uh, a little ahead of its time. Two, it was unfairly um, uh, trounced at the box office. This movie needed to do better. I remember the marketing for this film. Like, you didn't get the movie within a movie, but until you actually started watching it and then realized what you're in for you thought you were just having a silly arnie movie really? that's not what this was yeah the marketing is fascinating um they they really didn't know what to do with it and um uh, ultimately everyone came out of this just a little bit dirty yeah so. just just take just take it back watch it and go Oof. no there's a good there's a good movie in here it's, it's there's like a solid was, solid movie yeah if it was more popular like there'd be a there'd be a fan edit that, yeah, that 100%. Actually, that actually, that, I'm sure there is. If, if I looked yeah. it up, I'm sure there's a fan edit on YouTube where the where this actually hangs together cohesively. There's a lot of the a lot of the, the kind of nonsensical stuff cut out, and and it's it's probably a much more watchable movie. Hundred percent, hundred percent. 
Very good. Well, I I think this movie is uh, I think this movie is verging on greatness. I think this is the exact kind of film that Oof. when we put this podcast together, this is the exact kind of film we were talking about, where it was yep. just it was just it was stagger stumble distance from the finish line, just came up short. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. It's very yeah. it's very very close. There are so many so many so many clever and interesting things about it, and I think you're right. It is in, in a way it is ahead of its time. Um, for, for what it's trying to go for as a as a self-aware not that, not that nobody was doing self-aware before 1990 oh 100 yeah gosh um, the 70s they were doing self-aware stuff i mean at the, blazing at the, saddles but at the, yeah at the at the scale uh, and of, of something that is so that is so contemporary yeah. where it's only a yeah. year ago that he was doing this for real yeah as, and, t2 and, and, and t2. a year and two years later he's doing uh true lives true which lives. is exactly this movie the yeah. exactly exactly it's the kind of Jack movie this Slater. movie is parroting yeah it's, a family, yeah it's a family guy he's a cop yeah yeah and um and i think also a, like he's a spy i should say he's a spy same same right yeah yeah um but yeah this this movie is fascinating and i think everything about how this movie gets put together it's it's indicative of the old hollywood system or, or just the hollywood system uh the, the meat grinder the idea the imagination factory style of filmmaking that this actually was lots of very creative people at the top of their game somehow or other managed to to crap out this 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 uh this this diamond in the rough um <laughs> literally and uh i think i think just if someone had had taken a step back from this and given it a little bit more time to gestate you would have had an absolute cracker film mm. Uh, mm. in the way that in the way that um, demolition man um uh, succeeded uh, we, did, just, we did demolition man didn't we we, we did, did. That as, we did yeah. that as one of a like just an outstanding movie just just an outstanding just, movie just a solid solid picture yeah 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 all right thank you craig thank you uh, oh, thank audience you, uh we'll be back again in, an, in another month or so with uh, a new movie um if you've got a movie that you want to recommend that you think oh yeah there was something missing about that that wasn't quite there um then just hit us up on the socials yeah get there get into get into your your facebook your 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 book of face your your twitters still using that yeah yeah Yeah. all that good shit um (laughs) just just do it anyway share if you if you know someone who's into movies that you think would 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 take this podcast flip it their way um and uh yeah we'll be be back again soon all right thanks mike bye everyone